0: And on the other end of the cable is my insanity.
1: It's Monday, December 7th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? Sup? It's
2: going good, man. I'm I'm tired, though. I woke up early today. I'm already three coffees deep, and I just want to go curl up in a ball and sleep. That's probably not okay. a good thing.
0: I'm also tired. Dog kept me up. So that's cool. About five o'clock. She decided to just start yelling at me. hey,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really tired, but I'm a little sore. Um, I got like (laughs) nine and a half hours of sleep last night, so I feel good. But I uh, went and rucked three miles yesterday morning and then biked 22 miles and then rucked another almost two miles. Can you help me out with rucked? Yeah, so rucking is either walking or running uh, with with a weighted pack. The weight,
2: right? I learned yeah. that on Twitter because of all of you goofballs talking about rucking uh, yeah. this week or last. Interesting. I've been know. rucking for years. Yeah,
0: I didn't even know yeah, just
1: it. Carrying carrying all your burdens on your shoulder. <laughs> no, your, isn't that what you're <laughs> well, saying? I
0: have this <laughs> I have this forty five pound weighted vest that I've used for a few years, and Ooh, uh, that's no joke. Yeah, I used to be in incredible shape, so it used to make sense. Now it just kills me. Uh, I also have a smaller one that's actually meant for like basketball training, so it's like eleven pounds and it's very flexible. I was running in my old neighborhood one time, and the and a kid, I mean, just pointed at me as I was running by, and I also had this elevation mask on at the time, so I looked like Bane. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <coughs> he goes, Mister, are you wearing a bomb? oh my gosh. And I was just like, no, I am not. Please don't go (laughs) tell anyone that I am. So uh, I haven't worn it as much since then.
1: That's awesome. That's kind of funny. I genuinely wonder because I'm out there many hours um, as of late in doing this competition since, uh, since Thanksgiving. But I go running through my neighborhood in the mornings or at lunchtime or in the evenings. And a lot of times, cars almost come to a stop as they're going past me when I'm running in this vest. <laughs> and uh, I think yep. they're trying to figure out what's going on. I'm
2: sure they are. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me get it straight. You you ruck or bike and sleep, and that's like your whole day. Because you did a lot of the rucking yeah. and running things, and you got nine hours of sleep last night. I feel like I got like four.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but I did not ruck anything.
1: Well, in order to... Yeah. Does rocking while you sleep count? Yeah, just sleep with a weight vest on. Well, just in order to feel good the next day, in order to feel like I could put in some more miles, you know, I wanted to get some sleep. You gotta right. rest
2: up. It's important. All right. You got to walk those chickens. Yeah, walk those chickens. <laughs> Golly,
1: did y'all see that?
2: I did. You saw it obviously. I didn't even know that they made walking vest things or leashes for chickens. That's crazy talk.
1: Yeah. Well, my brain kind of is like, what about the armholes? Because they don't have arms, right? It's just, it looks kind of weird. <laughs> what?
2: So chickens we, don't what have what arms? I'm asking,
1: what I'm asking for is some, you know, 3D printed, either the muscle arms or the raptor arms for the chickens. So
2: yeah, the raptor arms. I saw that. I wanted to go find the SDL for you. And then I remembered that my 3D printer is just sitting idle on my desk, not set up since the move. And uh, my first project will be fixing my refrigerator, which is just waiting for me to set it all up
1: again. Wait, what? You'll fix your refrigerator with your 3D printer?
2: Yeah, I, I lost a part early after we bought it. Uh, we had it, we moved it out. I guess it wasn't that early. Anyways, we had we had a leak. We had to move the fridge out to fix the floor. And um, when the reclamation or whatever, the mitigation company, when they moved it out, I think they lost a piece on the door that is like, uh, I don't know, if I, I honestly, I couldn't, I, I tried to call Samsung, get them on the phone. And it's like, what is the part in this part of the door that helps it level. And it's it's a pin basically that goes in there. And they were like, it's this. And I looked at it. I said, it is not that. It is not what you said it is. Oh, then it must be this. And they just shipped it to me. And it was also totally not that thing. So (laughs) it's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways, I, I took some measurements. I printed a, it's a simple cylinder, but it was just the right, you know, diameter and length and getting the length right was actually a pain in the butt, even though I had a a gauge that I could drop in there. Um, and so I ended up shimming it with other little cylinders, but long story short, I need to take the door off, print a new one and shove it in there. Because when we moved houses, the, the company that I hired to move me, when they took the fridge apart to get it out the doors and stuff, it, um, those parts fell out and, they must just not have seen it, and they treated it as trash because I picked them up, put them in a bag, and attached it to part of the refrigerator, and they like tossed that bag. So I lost, I lost my No, we lost wanted this gun, sir. I, I can't. I, it's like it fell out. And I was like, that, that goes with the fridge. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I cleaned it up, attached it to their fridge, and they tossed it anyways. And it's like, what just happened? So my doors do funny things until I get that part in there.
1: Oh man! Okay, let's get into some tech news here, uh, Tyler. You found one that follows up on something we talked about previously. Around That's right. Chargers.
2: Yeah, hit confirmation. Us with it. Basically, Apple's a <laughs> and <laughs> Brazil got them. Brazil put them on the spot. We have talked about this, and I even brought up that the the claims they were making about um, the environmental benefit of dropping the chargers and the headsets from their their. Mm-hmm iPhone 12 packaging was uh, suspect. And so there was some pretty immediate follow-up that really got into it. And they talked about some of the claims that were made and and how they were doubting. Well, Brazil took it to the next level. And the government actually uh, has asked, formally asked Apple for validation or proof that including the charger is somehow negative for users and also uh, specific advantages to the environment that are verifiable. So they have to prove it. And long story short, Apple can't or won't. So they're going to be required to ship chargers in Brazil, which I just, (laughs) I just think is hilarious because I I think it was obvious.
1: Now, do you think it was the can't or the won't? Uh,
2: I'm going to go with can't based on the number of other investigative resources that have said that, those claims are dubious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they just pulled the wool over a bunch of people's eyes and said we're doing good things for the environment. It's it passes the sniff test because it seems like less less waste, less packaging, but it really isn't doing anything. And and people poked a lot of holes in it, but you don't go past the marketing most of the time. So it's a win for Apple.
0: The thing that I find is most funny is if they really wanted to help, it they probably could have moved to a more universal charging. Uh, connector like USB-C. But the thing that drove me the most insane, so my wife got the same one you have, Aaron, the 12 12 Pro Max. 12 Pro Max. So she gets this phone, and we open it up. We're getting it set up. And there is a cable in there. Obviously, no charger, but there is a cable. And on one end of the cable is a lightning adapter, obviously, the thing that actually charges it. And on the other end of the cable is my insanity. (laughs) (laughs) It is a USB like, C like, like, the oh, yeah, on the other yeah. end of the lightning <laughs> oh, that, cable.
2: Awesome!
0: <laughs> and I had to I had to get up USB out USB of my bed. Oh, <laughs> dude! I had to get up out of my bed and start pacing. I was like, "This is the most <laughs> ludicrous thing that That's I could so possibly right be now. seeing right now." And here's the other thing: my wife oh, geez, would have zero it. access to a USB-C based charger had it not been for me having a bunch of USB-C chargers around which completely negates the entire thing of well people already have these chargers all over the place so we're just not going to include them i could not believe that that was the case
2: best company ever
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome and ridiculous oh, you got it that's uh oh. i'm like my brain hurts right now i'm with you brazil you. i follow you i'm just i'm just glad brazil put him on the spot prove it you made a lot of dubious claims just prove it and we won't require you by law to include this crap that you did to hurt your consumers yep okay boom let's
1: move on next topic uh (laughs) let's touch on the starship sn8 uh because we talked about this on the show previously as well we're gonna do a couple follow-ups out of the gate here and the Starship, they were looking at launching. I want to say it was supposed to be yesterday, right? It was then it was Friday and then it was Sunday. And now it's looking at being Tuesday. But apparently they're they're guessing that it's going to be closer to maybe Wednesday or Thursday. But keep your eye on Starship SN8. So apparently Elon just came to town yesterday uh, to, to prep for this. Lots of excitement around it. But the initial launch window opportunity is the 8th. So tomorrow at... The window, I guess, is 8 a.m. to 5:30 Central Standard Time. Seems like a big window. Yeah, um, but there's a bunch of uh, temporary flight restrictions that are published by the FAA. Uh, it looks like it may get pushed out farther. So, but anyway, for those of you all that don't have, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about. This is the uh, rocket that is, or, or one of the series of rockets that's being produced to incrementally get better in an effort to take humans to Mars. OK, they've done a few just oh, yeah. static burns where, where Aaron really will not be
2: going, according to Joanna, <laughs> for now. <laughs> the dude, it would be awesome, right? It would be, so it cool. would be awesome. I mean, you're probably going to
1: die. But other than yeah. that, it'd be awesome. Probably. Did my voice just crack when I said awesome? Sure. Got a little excited there. We weren't going to talk about um, it. If we weren't going to talk about it. So this this uh, this ship, the starship, we're on the SN8 now. It's done a few smaller hops, the 50 meter hops. This one is a, a 15 kilometer hop. And New Target actually says 12 and a half. It was initially slated for 15. So it's, it's going to go anywhere from like seven and a half to 12 miles up, which is very impressive, right? That's quite the hop. That's, uh, that's some Air Jordans right there. But anyway, watch the space. We'll follow up
2: on it. But those of y'all that were wondering, did this happen or not? Not yet. It should happen this week. That's all I got. That's cool. No, I, I'm glad to see it. I think uh, delays like this are normal, even for well-established rockets. So uh, it's not concerning. Well-established rockets. These are.
0: This is normal for the well-established rockets. No, no, no I'm just. That I'm saying they're that that trying to go to Mars.
2: Not go to Mars. I'm saying that vehicles like this that are are well-established, as I said, also have regular delays. So the a prototype going through it is not concerning at all. I just want to see it work more faster better. Yeah. More, faster, better. Yes. Well,
1: and what's interesting, <laughs> through all the delays that have happened, which I you know, I don't want to waste time to get into that, but the Starship SN9, which is essentially a refined copy of this, which had me wondering, how do they determine what they're refining if SN8 hasn't attempted yet? Because usually, I mean, in my, my thought process, I'm not a rocket surgeon here, but in my process, <laughs> my thought process was <laughs> the rocket would take off, they would do some assessments, figure out what they needed to refine. But SN9 is essentially already ready already. Too many readies there, baby. Already Ooh, ready God. already. You <laughs> pretty well, actually. <laughs> too many readies, baby. Uh, but the, And the SN10 is uh, just a couple weeks behind. Cool. Anyway, we should Very see cool. some pretty quick su- succession of, uh, of tests here with the Raptor engines.
0: It seems to me like they had 10 different ways that they were planning on doing something. They couldn't figure out which one was best, so they just started all of them. We're gonna test them all <laughs> within a couple weeks of each other. Sure. Uh, I want to bring something up that is sort of tech related because this guy is a YouTuber, Logan Paul. It's the most ridiculous uh, article oh my maybe gosh. I've ever read. You gonna talk about this? So I don't think that this is gonna happen in my mind. Like this fight isn't gonna happen. They won't just there let won't someone fight, go dude. out and It'll get be a murdered.
2: Murder. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's that's death.
0: But Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul are supposedly going to get in the ring in February it, once again. Ridiculous. No way this happens. I mean, oh, Logan What's a little more brain damage for Logan? Paul. I just can't even imagine. Like, I want to know. I mean, the answer had to have been to this question I was going to pose: Who called who? Logan called Floyd, right? I <laughs> no mean, like this whatsoever. is whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, Floyd probably didn't know who Logan. Paul was and he Logan might calls like, Hey bro, you want to fight? He's like, I guess. Sure. Why not dude? <laughs> uh, I get, get, just so you know, I'm taking 80% of it. That's what Floyd said. I, I'm on the fence of, you know, where this is interesting to me to the point of like, I want to see it, but I also don't want to see, I don't know. Logan Paul, he's not my friend, but I don't want to see him die, but I feel like just this, this would be such, so intriguing that, uh, I don't know. I, I think if it happened, I would watch it. I think that's basically what it comes down to. So, so, it is. so.
2: it's happening February twentieth, apparently. Oh my Gosh, it's going to be the shortest. Look, think about professional boxing in general. There are numerous professional boxers that get knocked out in seconds in some of these fights. Mayweather is going not to destroy Arch- not Floyd. him in <laughs> zero. 0. 0.0 seconds. <laughs> no, I know he's he's more technical. He doesn't tend to just knock people out in a, in a second, but I'm sure he's done it. I, there's no there's no way Logan Paul can prepare himself to take just the punching bag beating he's going to receive here. It's going to be an incredibly short fight.
0: Yeah, no, I was saying that um, Floyd doesn't get knocked out. Since no, right. Yeah, never he's never lost. No, no, no.
1: Never lost. 50-0. <laughs> and 0. Yeah, 50-0, 12-time, five-division champion. Um, no, so four. I'm just looking at his Twitter, uh, Floyd's. On November eighteenth, he says, three years ago, a fighter from the UFC said my name, and I had to go put a muzzle on that. <laughs> He's not even going to say his name. He's talking about uh, McGregor there, yeah, right, right, yeah. Anyway, and he said Logan Paul can get the same treatment before I go conquer Japan again. God, dude,
0: yeah, I don't know. I it's ridiculous. Um, I did see a lot of stuff out there when I was saying I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that are you know in the scene, I guess you could say, that are saying they do not believe that this fight will happen. Like I know that there's a date and and all this stuff and they're saying it, but they're like, they do not believe that at the end of the day that it will happen. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of boxing and how all that stuff sort of works itself out. But that is, that is the belief amongst some people more on the inside that they're like, yeah, this isn't going to happen for a couple of reasons.
2: I wonder if the publicity alone is enough to, to like, generate the income that they think they can get from this right I mean obviously we will be on boxing, there's a lot YouTube more money channel. on the actual fight but Logan is probably getting a gajillion clicks a day and maybe that was just part of the deal it's like hey let's let's talk about this for three months and I'll kick you you know 60 grand or whatever the deal is and then they'll cancel a fight and that'll be a buzz for another two days or a week or something I don't know I'm totally just skeptical of anything that comes out of that world.
1: Why why is Mayweather even giving Logan legitimacy in this? Probably money. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I am assuming but that's, I'm assuming that there's an agreement about how they share profits just from the buzz.
1: Yeah. You are probably right. But the- Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know how the
0: money is generated beforehand. Um, yeah, me neither. I just I just know that Floyd gets paid about 100 million dollars for every minute he's in the ring. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: i was going to say I think he got 50 mil off of the Pacquiao fight. And then Jeez. he probably got even.
0: Which, more by the rough. way, I don't think he took the majority of. Um, like he, because he, he pushed for that Pacquiao fight, and Pacquiao didn't want to do it for you know all those years or whatever. And so he took like his split was. I don't think fifty fifty. I think his split split was less. Oh wow. Uh, which normally he doesn't do. Most of the time he's taking more than fifty percent. So like he he pushed to make that happen. That's I think I may be may not be remembering that correctly, but I think that's how it went.
2: Any pre-fight revenue's got to be so so low that I can't imagine Mayweather would even care about it. Or I totally misunderstand how much revenue buzz creates for something like yo know, Logan Paul's, you know, media enterprise. I don't I don't actually know that much about him or what he does.
1: So. How old is Logan Paul? Mayweather's 43.
0: Not old enough to wise up. Yeah. <laughs> Slash he's killing it? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say he's around thirty. I'm just he's guessing. Twenty five.
1: Okay. He's twenty five and what is he six foot two, something like that?
0: He's oh I didn't know he's so tall. he's a foot taller than Floyd?
1: Yeah. Floyd's five eight and forty three. I'm I, th- I'm not even saying anything like that. Like that, need <laughs> that Logan's gonna win. <laughs> no, you
2: know, no, just, he's I'm not. Sure. He's absolutely anyway. not. <laughs> it's oh easy God. to say he's not.
1: <laughs> okay, so if you go to if you go to Logan Paul's Wikipedia, I, I hate that I'm even talking about him. It's like when I talk about Facebook, I right? are cringing. His boxing record is there. He's one and O. No, he's not one and i I'm sorry. He's oh and one. He's one fight, one loss. Fight number two, Floyd Mayweather, the best ever. That's no awesome. problem.
0: Shut Straight to out. the top. Straight to the top. Okay, I don't know who put this in there, but I see something that has been an old topic. PlayStation CEO has some fighting words about
2: VR. Yeah. Um, what are these fighting words? Who He, who he basically said? said he doesn't think that VR will be a meaningful part of gaming for years.
0: Ah, uh, yes, I do. I do remember seeing this. And uh, I honestly, I agree with him. Really? Um Well, you have to think about it. You have to understand what a meaningful part of gaming would be. Like, Gaming is one of, if not the largest industry in the freaking world. I mean, it is unbelievably large. And I don't think people recognize that. Like, For instance, who here can tell me what the largest gaming platform on the planet is?
2: What do you mean platform? Like PC versus PlayStation versus stuff like that? Yep. PC. Going to go with PC, yeah. Mobile phone, 185.
0: Oh, yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a trick question. You didn't, didn't say enough. that. You didn't I didn't no, tell you. That's not fair. I'm
0: just that, that's, that, see, that's my point. Like, people don't recognize, like, how broad the spectrum of gaming is. And the yeah. most meaningful gaming platforms
2: in the world are mobile phones. So, But that's, okay, but that's a stupid statement, in my opinion, then. Because that's, oh. compared to mobile phones, everything <laughs> isn't a meaningful gaming platform. <laughs> By the same logic, Mac gaming is irrelevant, as is, uh, is every console in the world, as are PCs. Like it's an absurd comparison to make. Consoles mm-hmm. are a forty billion
0: dollar market, so I don't think that it's an absurd comparison. So, uh, I don't know where you're getting your numbers from. So he's I, just stating I, I, that I just basically, guessing. VR is not in any realm able to be com- like compete. For any sizable percentage of the gaming market. And he's very much so tr- true. The la- And by the way, that PlayStation PSR, VR is the best-selling VR headset. At least maybe until the Quest 2. I don't know about that now. But mm. um, prior to the Quest 2, the man who stated this was stating it on the basis of having the best-selling VR headset oh. in the industry.
1: Mm-hmm. See, that's different, man. Because I was going to say, are they even in the game? Or are they just saying that? Uh, yeah, they're, I knew they're, they're in it. They're not in the game? but they. I are. didn't
2: realize that it was the best-selling
1: Yeah, they've sold over 5 million, I
0: think close to 6 million headsets. And that was by far the most, whereas a console will sell 100 million units. So just stating that, like, I agree with him on the basis of if you look at it from a revenue percentage basis. And on top of that, the like attach and maintain rate of of VR headsets is relatively low, kind Mm -hmm. of like the Wii. So if you think about the Wii, people bought a Wii and then they played Wii Sports and then they never bought another game for it again like a lot of people will get a PlayStation VR and do PS VR Worlds or maybe do Beat Saber and then they don't use it for anything else after that. So it, if you look at all of those things surrounding VR and compare it to the market that is gaming, it's it's a it's a less than 1%. I mean, it's very small. All right. So all right. I'm That's glad we that's it where up. I think he's coming from. Got it, uh,
2: and that's why I agree with it. So, how does the forty billion dollars in console compare to mobile phone, though? Like
0: one one eighty five for mobile phone, and then PC is like sixty billion or something along those lines.
2: Okay, so PC is bigger than console. Consoles, what is that? A fifth of of uh, mobile, something like that. Yeah. yeah all
0: right. That general range. Yeah, it's basically mobiles the biggest, <clears throat> PC is the second biggest, console is the is the smallest between the the, the big three kind of segments. So what's four? Uh, I don't know if there's a four that's big enough to make a four. Got it. <laughs> other. other, other would other. be <laughs> the next category, <laughs> and VR would be another.
2: You so, clearly,
0: that's I was just curious. Yeah,
2: like, where where it stacked so ranks.
0: There's a uh, <clears throat> there's a visual history. I saw it. Several months ago, um, they would they would be able to give you much more accurate numbers than I just gave you. But there's a visual history of gaming that kind of shows the breakdowns, all the stuff, and when things were uh, entered in. It's it's incredibly interesting. If I can find it, maybe I'll link it in a Twitter post for the show. But it's really cool um, to kind of walk through and see the different, not only the timeline of when things were put together, but also sort of the market segments and and how they they break out uh, as well, which is pretty pretty interesting to see. And it's also why <clears throat> you'll notice that. The majority of money comes from microtransactions in all games now, which is yeah. obviously a hev- heavy, heavy influence from so the mobile irritating. market. And so it's just it is in everything today. I mean, every not only yeah, not only free to play games, but also like pay to play games. So say Call of Duty, which is you know one of the largest releases every year, you pay whatever, 60 bucks for the title. And then they made <laughs> I, th- I saw something like Activision made like three or four billion dollars off of uh, Call of Duty by itself in the last rolling twelve, and one billion of that came from like the sale of the game itself. Which that happens every year; they get a billion dollars in sales every year for the the primary game itself, and then they get the the other seventy five percent of their revenue happens from transactions inside of the game. So That's it's wild. it's pretty crazy how that works out.
1: Yeah, it is. All right, I got something else for us here. Do y'all know what Blue Origin is? Yes. I do. Why do I know that, though? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Bezos is SpaceX. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so this is kind of cool because I hadn't really seen any significant news on Blue Origin. I just kind of thought, oh, Bezos wants to get in the same sort of game. He's like, I got, you know, bukus of dollars. I'm just going to make this happen. So article today, do you really have that today. much money? I think a decent amount. <laughs> I think a decent amount. <laughs> I did. So the article is uh, Jeff Bezos says this engine will take a woman to the moon for the first time. So what I did not realize was that Blue Origin is, uh, and this is on uh, CNN Business. Blue Origin is actually partnering with NASA, which I did not realize that they had a relationship going and they were actually uh, helping NASA. Everything I've seen was SpaceX plus NASA. Anyway. The article here, NASA is planning on sending a woman to the moon in 2024, which is going to be here before we know it. And when she makes the trip, I'm excited about getting humans back on the moon, period. Um, So very, very cool. Uh, And when she makes the trip, she'll be in a BE-7 engine from Jeff Bezos' rocket venture, Blue Origin. There's a video here of a Blue Origin rocket taking off. I haven't seen any coverage. I haven't seen any hype. I haven't seen them doing anything. Have you all?
2: No, I don't see them in the news. So uh, no, I think I had seen stuff, something they just recently don't about
0: them testing. I don't know. I saw a picture of what looked to be kind of the back end of a rocket that was firing, mm. but yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what this is about or what. But that's the only thing I think I've seen at all from them, and it was relatively recent.
1: So they're also um, contracted to help build the moon landers as well. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, it said the high-performance engine is capable of producing 10,000 pounds force of thrust, according to Blue Origin, which is—I mean—it's a decent amount. I expected a higher number, honestly. And it will power the company's human landing system national team, which is made up of Blue Origin, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, and Draper. I know a couple
2: of those. Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't know yeah. what Draper is. That one's new to me.
1: Anyway. It's kind of cool. The lunar lander is a crucial part of the Artemis program, if y'all have been following that, which NASA says will put two astronauts, one man and one woman, on the moon and then have them build lasers on the backside. Yes,
2: lasers
1: in a telescopic array. It will uh it will mark the first time humans have set foot on the lunar surface since the final Apollo moon landing in 1972. Although we were talking about China, they sent the oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was like the Chang 5 or Chang something 5, like yeah. That. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was just a probe. Now, did they send they they said they were going to send people back. Their plan the is to. But I don't know what the timeline is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So humans are going back to the moon first time since 1972. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, the more we go to space, the more likely it is that we're going to run into aliens cuz they do exist. They are real. And what we'll need whenever that happens is artificial skin that can make us invisible. Ha. And it looks like we may end up having it. Um, So artificial skin may one day make troops invisible, even to heat sensors.
2: That one blows my mind. The heat sensor. I mean, I I guess it's technology that we put into stealthy vehicles, right? So it's not unreasonable to say we could reduce the heat signature of a human to effectively um, not detectable, right? That's, that's, that's
0: the idea a whole here. whole science
2: around it. That's cool.
0: Yeah, small Dude. interconnected panels mimic the color and temperature of their environment similar oh. to an octopus. What? That's, that's the idea. That's, that's uh, What's happening here? It's, it's happening in, uh, in South Korea. That's where this
1: research is happening. Let's go full conspiracy theorist here. Okay. And just say that it. we captured a, a, a device or captured a vessel an octopus. that had this technology and then we reverse engineered it. Oh, have you heard you mean have from you seen that stuff? From aliens, yeah. Have you seen that <laughs> stuff from the Navy where all that stuff leaked out and these fighter pilots are chasing, uh, you know, the, the tic tac uh, UFO? You're right? about it, to have producing. to learn me today. I don't know what you're, yeah, talking I have about. no idea what you're talking about. It produces no heat signature, it produces no like visible external uh thrust, like, there's no heat that's coming off of it, there's no like rotor wash, there's no like nothing. And they can't track it. They can't. There's no heat signature. The uh, like radar systems can't can't connect it, but they can see it and they can watch it moving super fast. You can go look it up.
0: It's cray cray. Where did this happen? Like, where did you read this thing? Like, what is when did this happen? I guess is a better
1: um, thing. Was it last year? The sixties? Maybe last year. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go look is it up. Is this in New Mexico? <laughs> no, no, it was out in the Pacific course because yeah. you can't walk idea. out there um tick. well Tech. in any light what is it, what is it called what's we're the, working on it what's the what's the candy That's device cool. the, what am i You're talking about pez that? no the little the thing i just said the tick tic tacs yeah tic tacs yeah okay why are we talking about tic tacs i i, I want to know as well where how did we get to tic tacs <laughs> uh, oh t-i-c-t-a-c anyway go look that up Are hey, you doing all right Yes. No, How you doing, do buddy?
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you need rock less.
1: <laughs> no, seriously. Go look up. So it's the USS Nimitz, N-I-M-I-T-Z, Tic Tac UFO <laughs> declassified video. I'm shocked that you guys have not heard of this
2: or seen it or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think I read tracks. anything from that corner of the internet at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know Tyler's more busy reading
1: about his bowling creams and all sorts of stuff like that. <laughs> bowling cream, you guys are ridiculous. Hang with me here. Two thousand four <laughs> when the encounter happened. Go. There is tons of interviews on the Navy fighter jets that encountered it. The um, the the uh, radar operators um, on the USS Nimitz, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, the the videos of they got declassified from the U.S. government. I think earlier this year, And it must be real. I'm not saying it's real. I'm just saying it's weird.
2: <laughs> I got more interesting weird stuff to look at than that. But hey, cool. I will probably remember that, maybe. <laughs> now y'all think I'm crazy. Yeah. <laughs> more like, more like it was confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I just, I got all the proof I need. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
2: <I'm...
1: laughs> no, it's, just crazy. Uh, it's crazy.
2: It's yeah, absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Moving along. I love it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so i found another uh old news article this is something that i i read about a long time ago kept putting it in the show notes and then i just dropped off but we i don't think we ever talked about it and if we did apologies for bringing it back up but i still think it's freaking cool which is the virgin hyperloop had its first passengers about a month ago so they did a human what? trial and it's actually accelerated uh, it's in a desert somewhere i doubt that's oh, virginia not virginia <laughs> yeah, vegas I, i'm they had been unaware of the desert well, they've been no. building
1: one in vegas area
2: uh yeah yeah and i think this was is was out in nevada um which makes sense you know lots of vegas. lots of desert lots of place to do that there's no nevada but, um, There's just vegas the, right sorry the state of vegas um Tyler, you it, anyways that? it was cool so they they actually put the uh you know humans in the pod and accelerated them up to i don't think it was uh peak speeds that wasn't um, wasn't the intent, um, but they got them are quite peaks? fast. I, I'll very fast. It's is it sub Mach one? Yes? <laughs> Question mark. Now I'm I'm confusing my news because I don't remember. And this was I read this long time no, ago. There's no way they're breaking uh, so the a
1: sound barrier in tunnels under the ground.
2: No, absolutely. There. I think the intent is to get to that point, right? Because the no they're they're going what to happened? pull. They're going to pull a crazy vacuum, so they will have less issues with that. But I don't know that for sure. I don't know how fast they're planning on doing it. It's 100 miles per hour No, no, no. how fast these people run. The people went 100 miles per hour, but the target is 670. So, sorry, 760, which is, that's not sound very breaking. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, So, 760 miles per hour is expected to be peak speed. They sent the humans at 100 miles per hour, and they have tested... The the record test speed for unmanned uh, pods is already 240. That's insane. All right. So at sound level, or at sound level, oh my gosh,
1: I'm not okay this morning. At sea level, I think it's like 767 miles an hour. So it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. But what would happen if you broke the sound barrier underground
2: in a tunnel? 767, that's probably why they don't actually because yeah, okay. i imagine it would cause problems but in a in a, in yeah, a near vacuum it might not be as tunnel. big of a deal
1: yeah well yeah of moving air out of the way
2: right which is i mean but that's the point I, I forget um and i don't know that it got into this either again i read this quite some time ago but um the the i forget how good the vacuum is that they're pulling in the tunnel but it it is absolutely how they're able to T- kind of target these theoretical top speeds that are are so bloody fast is is taking all the oxygen and other crap out of the tunnel so they can launch it. Um, and and a lot of the conversation is around the complexity that that vacuum creates for, you know, disembarking and embarking, right? So you kind of have to, you have to have an airlock for vehicles. How quickly can you manage that? How can you do it safely, you know, repeatably over long periods of time, all that stuff. But it's cool tech. Like I'm, I am excited about Hyperloop technology. Uh, assuming that that's an umbrella term you can use, as opposed to it just being uh, their version of whatever the tech is.
1: Um,
2: yeah, it's super it must cool, be, stuff. man.
1: Because I initially, I didn't catch that you said it was the Virgin Hyperloop. I thought it was Boring Company. Uh,
2: yeah. But so you no,
1: know, the article says Virgin, but they both use the term Hyperloop.
2: So okay, so Hyperloop so that is, that's why I was thinking it was the umbrella, term. but I wasn't sure. Um, So Hyperloop must just be the the umbrella term for these extremely fast, you know, transportation systems. And uh, I'm excited because throwing humans in even at 100 miles per hour is, I mean, that's a big step forward. Like that's... They have obviously confirmed a lot of testing. If you go and you look at the video, like it looks like a really neat, modern, even space age sort of system. So I'm I'm pumped that that stuff is working and working as well as it is, and I'm super excited to see them get up to that you know sound yeah, barrier that's speeds. Crazy.
0: That's I've got a hot take for you. Well, Give it to me. Real- yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uncool and uninteresting.
2: Okay. Are you talking about that tic tac
1: thing again? It's not actually my my hot <laughs> <tech news>. take. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not an alien conspiracy theorist. I am not. I promise.
0: it's just so, crazy news. It's crazy. So when this came out, I, I remember when, when the article did come out, I, I had came across another article that was written by I don't know, someone on the internet, so they're probably <laughs> right. And was it declassified? The, the take was an interesting piece. <laughs> Which was basically this, um, it's, it's very expensive and much more difficult to achieve this whenever we have already exceeded this by a pretty substantial amount. And so I didn't know this. Maybe you guys did, especially, you know, Tyler, you lived in Europe for a long time where there's more trains. But basically, we can build for dramatically cheaper tons of different types of trains that go over 200 miles per hour today. And like the fastest train in the world was built in 2004 and goes 267 miles per hour, costs $8 per passenger.
2: Whoa, 267. So So that's wicked fast because the fastest speedy train I've ever been on was actually in China and it peaked at at right at about 300 uh, kph, which is only like 180, 190 miles per hour. Um, I did not know that we had one that was going 200 and change already. That's
0: there's awesome. nine different ones actually that go over 200 wow. miles per hour. Um, I don't think I've ever two been, of which even are 250 plus. Um, so it, it's the That's the awesome. point that the article was making was like we can consistently make 200 plus mile per hour trains. We can do it easier, faster, and cheaper. But we don't. And yeah. instead, we focus on this project where we want to build tunnels and do it underground. And I think that that was like the the notion that this person was making. And it was an interesting perspective sure. as someone who, you know, I, I don't ever go on trains. <laughs> it's just it's just not a <laughs> thing that exists in my life. I mean, I have been on a train. Uh, but it's just not a regular occurrence for me. So I thought it was very interesting. one. I learned that there were trains that go over two hundred miles an hour and I thought,
2: yeah, that's awesome. that's
0: pretty crazy in and of itself. but two, I, I wonder is is there a practicality thing to doing this to where we're gonna well, see significant benefit beyond the, what we can already do?
2: Well, okay, so counter days. counterpoint to that, we already know that we can produce bullet trains or whatever they call the even faster versions that go 260 miles per hour. And that isn't enough motivation to connect major cities in the United States with trains. Is it because they're not underground? Okay, well, then it doesn't matter where your giant hole lay traditional maglev train tracks and, and fire one down at 260. But a Hyperloop is designed to go three times that speed. So somebody is doing this analysis and saying, you know what's going to get a high-speed vehicle in the United States to succeed financially is to make it three times faster than the fastest train. Just, again, counterpoint. It's going to have to be at least three times the
1: size. Three times. (laughs) (laughs) He's absolutely right. It's not the speed that kills you. It's the sudden stop at the end. Okay.
0: <laughs> Take care of yourself. So true. I get it. So, go.
2: I so get is, is the eye here?
1: Okay, yeah, we got to go. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later.
2: I'll ask yeah. the question on the we'll next We'll get show. back into that. There you go. And on that note, we're taking this Tech Breakfast podcast episode and bringing it to a close. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate your listening, your subscription, your sharing it with friends, and your patronage through Patreon if you are one of the few that are supporting us financially, which is awesome because we love bringing this content to you, and that helps it better be better more better to be more awesome peace later (laughs) Later.